0: Harry Potter. Oh Harry Potter. 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 Harry Potter and the Half Drunk Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back to Harry Potter and the Half Drunk Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Sam. And welcome to Beast Mode. It's going to be our three part Fantastic Beast series. Fantastic Beast Mode. Yes, Fantastic (laughs) Beast Mode. And we're really excited. Um, This is to get into preparation for the new movie that's coming out. Um, So, for this first episode, we'll be reviewing the first movie, which we both watched uh, this Mm -hmm. weekend in preparation. Um, Watched again, not for the first time. Watched again. Well, it was my second time, but you know. But yeah, so we're really excited. Do you wanna introduce our drink of the week?
1: Yeah, so we are drinking giggle water, which I didn't really even remember this drink when I until I like watched the movie again this weekend about like how after every time they would take a sip they'd be like Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um so I think every time I take a sip I'm gonna be like Ha-ha!
0: Please do. Um, Please do that. <laughs> You should do that on every episode, though, literally. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't think so. Um, But it is...
1: So pretty much, you take raspberry preserves, which were really hard for me to find for some reason, by the way. I just got
0: raspberry jam, and it worked.
1: Okay, so I thought there was some sort of, like, difference. So I just searched for raspberry preserves until I found it for, like, forever. And it's more expensive, let me tell you, than raspberry jam.
0: You should have just texted me, because I was like, "Ah, fuck this, I don't know what this means. So I just got (laughs) the jam. (laughs)
1: So, if you're listening, just go for the jam. But um, it's also really hard for me to open. Um, (laughs) So, you take raspberry (laughs) preserves or jam and, like, a shot of gin. Mm Mm-hmm. And you put it in a shaker with some ice and shake it up real good, and then you strain it. And it says into a champagne flute, but who the fuck has champagne flutes just lying around? So I just put it in a glass of wine or
0: in a wine glass. <laughs> but then you fill that up with champagne, so it's very good and it's pink and sparkly, which reminds me of Queenie. Um, yeah, it's and it's light just and good. Fruity. Yeah, definitely recommend this drink. I think this might be behind butterbeer my number two that we've had so far. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. I also think we should preface this episode with if you haven't seen Fantastic Beasts, go watch it because you'll go Quit gonna, sleeping. Yeah, you're gonna get a bunch of spoilers and we don't want to mm-hmm. spoil it for you. Um I mean so really we it. should
1: preface every single episode we have with <laughs>
0: spoilers. True. But we're like going in depth with this movie so I really yeah. think, like, people, you know, would definitely spoil it for themselves, so.
1: Oh, I'm so excited. I, um, let's dive in. Um, but first, let's do a Shag, Mary, Kill for Fantastic Beasts characters, and we're not going to do all the main characters at once, because we've got a three-part series to spread them out. Yeah. So, um, you start it off.
0: All right. Shag, Mary, Kill, Queenie, Graves, and Credence.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right well i would Shack grapes uh-huh um he's a bad boy that's cool <laughs> i would marry queenie because she is just like super sweet and cute and yeah. she loves to bake and cook and she's like are you all right honey all the time and she can and read your
0: mind like yes please
1: I mean, most of the time that'd be good, except for you're like, God damn. This bitch is annoying. Can Can you just freaking close the freaking cabinet door when you leave a room? But, um, and then obviously kill
0: Credence. He's creepy. Yeah, I think the exact same. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, Credence, just like that, I can't get over that haircut. And I'm not usually a shallow (laughs) person, but like, it's very phallic.
1: Yeah, so. no, I agree. I agree. And but the thing is like we both agree that we love him in like real life. It's just yes. his character yeah. is kind of not really likable.
0: Like you can you
1: can feel sorry for him, but he's not a likable character.
0: Yeah, the actor that plays him I love. Yes. But yes, that's not the game. All right. <laughs> um so let's dive right on in. All right. So, I just want to start this with the best Retaliation that Newt has in this movie, with um, so the crazy lady who's like the witch hunt lady, is like, "Are you a seeker?" And he's like, "I'm more of a, I'm more of a chaser,
1: really." <laughs> Wait, when was that one? Oh, when he when, when he walks the up to them steps. on the steps. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm That's, more of a I chaser, even, really. <laughs> I didn't even catch that. I That's died. So funny. I didn't.
0: I didn't catch it until this time. Like, this time I was really, like, looking for particulars. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, that's so funny. Because, like,
1: Harry's so so sassy.
0: Yeah, and Harry's so sassy in the original series. And, like, Mm -hmm. very subtle in his sarcasm. And I think that this, like, Newt is just, like, very matter-of-fact, I think. (laughs) Which is really funny.
1: Okay, I just want to... Let's talk about Newt for a little bit. Because I think that he is so perfect. Like, he clearly has this, like, devotion and love for these, what everyone else would think is, like, a monster. Like, we saw, like, in the very beginning, where there's all the, like, newspaper articles flashing on scenes. They're, like, it's inner space like Grindelwald at large, and then, like, beasts are being outlawed, pretty much, and executed. So, he he has, like, this, like, undying commitment to these animals and saving them, which I just, it just tugs on my little heartstrings so hard. Because um, I just, like, really appreciate how sensitive and caring he is for all these creatures. And not even that. Like, he's just, you can tell he's just, like, very loyal and, like, a true friend and, like, a true Hufflepuff. And we really haven't gotten to see that from really any character before. Like, there are some kind of big characters in Harry Potter who are Hufflepuffs, but not really. Like, you don't really get to know them very well. Yeah. And I also just love um, Eddie Redman's, like, I don't, like, uh, what's it called? Mannerisms?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think they're so just precious. How he's so kind of like modest and shy, but also very witty and funny. Um, I don't know. I, I think he's like the perfect Newt.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was the per- he's the perfect actor for this character, I agree. And I think the character of Newt, like you said, he's the perfect embodiment of a Hufflepuff and what a Hufflepuff should be. And mm-hmm. like, I really liked that. And I appreciate that JK Rowling put him in there to show, like, Hufflepuffs are actually badass. And like, you don't need to count them out. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, JK I like has that. said that on a lot of accounts, Hufflepuff is her favorite house.
0: Yeah. But I also really like that every time he's like visiting his animals, he's like, mommy's here. Mommy's I know. here. And <laughs> it's just so sweet. And even like the Niffler who, like, Honestly, reminds me a lot of August. Um, just a
1: troublemaker. Just a
0: troublemaker. Like he's so patient mm-hmm. with him, and I think he's that, so
1: cute. That Niffler had me dying.
0: I know. And when he <laughs> when it goes over to the pug and is like <laughs> trying to I steal was like, it, that's like, why you
1: like the Niffler so much. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, but that pug was honestly the best actor of the movie. Let's be real, but <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> But it, I don't know. It was just so funny. And I I just think that it was he's so lighthearted and like a time that was clearly such a serious and trying time um, for Mm -hmm. all wizarding worlds. Because, you know, this Mm -hmm. is the first time I really see the American wizarding world um, be impacted by anything, really. So I think it was just nice to have that huge storyline, but have him be just like this heartfelt character who will do a mating dance to this huge like (laughs) rhino
1: hilarious which like would
0: be really awkward if it was anyone else
1: Mm -hmm. but i think the fact that he is kind of awkward himself is so perfect because it's so lovable Mm -hmm. and like honestly like throughout the movie when people were like accusing him of shit i was like how can you accuse him of any he is the most like innocent looking human i've ever seen in my life Like, he's not doing anything wrong. You need to listen to him. I am um, really
0: curious, though, and I think they'll address this in the next movie, as to why he got expelled. Because he was expelled.
1: It was something to do with Letta Lestrange and an animal, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah. So, I haven't looked up any spoilers, so I I haven't either. And I'm resisting. Like, I want to so bad, but... I, I haven't
1: even watched... I've only seen the first trailer because I'm trying to, like, not get my... Same. ...hopes up. I'm t- well, my hopes are up, but I'm trying not to, like, have an idea of how it's going to go down. Because yeah. I want to, like... Because trailers, you know, they always make you think something else is going to happen than what actually does. So I want to go in there, like, fresh and really soak it all in. But, you know, I think what I really love about Fantastic Beasts is that... The screenplay was written by J.K. Rowling. Mm -hmm. So it's not like things were left out of the book, like all the rest of the Harry Potter movies. Like nothing was intentionally not in that movie. Yeah. So it's all what she has written and what she wanted to be shown. So I really appreciate that because I feel like her hand is just like very prominently throughout the entire movie and it feels so much like a harry potter movie but it can stand alone for people who have never even seen harry potter like for us for like diehard fans like we catch the little like easter eggs and the name drops and everything but like
0: merlin's beard
1: (laughs) right or like just like when uh graves is like interrogating newton he's like why did dumbledore recommend that you don't get expelled it's like hmm We know who Dumbledore is, and I mean, now we know that Graves was Grindelwald.
0: Yes, and also I think that um, Graves, the actor that plays him, needs some Colin Farrell. He Um, did
1: so well. He
0: did so well, and the first time watching it, like I don't know who he is, right? So I'm not expecting him to be Grindelwald in disguise, but the second time Mm -hmm. around, I was like, oh my God, he studied Johnny Depp so well. And like he's basically Johnny Depp taking a polyjuice potion and turning into him, like, yeah, just the way he walks, the way he talks, like all of it. And then, like that part where he's asking Newt about Dumbledore, like you can tell there's so much like tension in that moment. Like rewatching it, that I would, it's just like of all the things that Newt has done, of course you would focus on that one, like, you know, right. So I just think that it was such a good moment.
1: I think that, like, it's one of the first clues that we have that that's Grindelwald, not actually Graves, because he wasn't really there to question him about why he got expelled from Hogwarts, or even, like, more specifically, why this one teacher liked him so much.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, But also just the fact that... um, Well, there was foreshadowing in the beginning, of course, with all the Grindelwald newspapers, but I think we should have recognized earlier, like, why... Um, Graves had such a connection or like wanted to have a connection with Credence to yeah, try to get to sure. whatever child it was that was so strong. Like, we should have recognized that he obviously, like, clearly, you know, he's bad news from the beginning, but I don't know. I just should have put two and two together with like why he wanted this, this child's power.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, as an obscurist, but anyways, I, yeah, I agree. He did a really, really great job. Such a
0: good job. So I think now is a good time to um, go over our poll results and also our question that we asked on Instagram. So basically everyone liked the movie. There was only like Mm -hmm. a few people who said they didn't on our Facebook, which I'm really curious as to why. Um, But okay, like I slept on this movie for so long and after seeing it, I was like, oh, my gosh, I like this is one of my favorite movies in the series. Like I mean, people are
1: entitled to their own they opinions. They are.
0: I, and I'm just interested to know, like, why didn't you like it?
1: You know? I mean, there are some... Like, there, every movie has flaws, right?
0: Well, yeah. But then we asked on our Instagram who your favorite characters were. So, we got a lot of Queenies, of course. Because <laughs> yep. she's amazing. She's...
1: Yeah, I think she might be mine behind Newt.
0: Yeah. She's definitely mine, I think. Um, we got a Tina... Which, she's a badass woman, reminds me of Hermione a little bit. Uh, kinda, she kind of pisses me off a little bit. like yeah, when she's she, not my favorite. When she trapped Newt in that suitcase, I was like, really? So she tries to make herself look better in the eyes of Paquiri,
1: who's like the president of MACUSA, Magical Congress of the USA, which is like America's version of the Ministry of Magic. They
0: just have to have, like, a more complicated name. <laughs> like,
1: I can't <laughs> it's Like, Makusa, Nomadge. I mean, match kind of makes sense, but I don't like it as I well. hate
0: it. I hate yeah. it. The whole time they said it, I was like, it's Muggle. It is Muggle. I, like, well, I can't I deal with you.
1: They're kind of, like, playing on the whole, like, 1920s vibe, which I love that. Definitely. I love that it was said in the 1920s, like, Nomadge. It's, just, like, really, like, gangstery, you know? Yeah. It's, like, jazzy feeling, but...
0: <laughs> I still don't like it. Anyways, keep keep going. Um so then we got a lot of newts and then we got some of the animals too. Um a mm-hmm. demiguise, a bow truckle, and the niffler. Which definitely oh. all of those.
1: Yeah. I loved his relationship so much with the bow truckle.
0: Oh my gosh, he yes, like, and when he like has to give him away to the gangster to like save his ass and mm-hmm. the bow truckles like giving him like the ninth degree it is so and he's like oh come on you know i never give you up
1: i love when he was like trying to put him back on his tree with all the other little bow truckles and he's like this is, this one is why they accuse they accused me of favoritism, of
0: favoritism. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, me. he's so sweet i also really like um jacob's character and i think watching it back okay, the second yes. time like He's really the star of this movie. Like, let's be real. He's like a Ron character, but, like, with a mix of Neville.
1: The more I watch it, he really, like... At the end of the movie, he's the one who brings a tear to my eye.
0: You know? Like,
1: I, I really... He is the, like... Character for everybody. Like, Mm -hmm. if you've never seen Harry Potter, he's kinda like explaining the movie to you as it goes along because he is seeing it all for the first time and he's just like, Yeah, now what is this? What just happened? You just used a wand and suddenly I'm here when I was over there and like (laughs) he's just so like innocent and cute and lighthearted and he just wants to make his damn pastries. that's so precious
0: and at the end when he asks newt why he kept him around and newt's like because you're my friend like my heart just absolutely fucking broke because then you know he's gonna get obliviated but then he remembered and you're like yes like he definitely knows who queenie is and she smiles because hello she can read his mind so
1: i think he can remember because she kissed him at the end i think something happened there But I also really like that, like, he just goes along with it. Like, he's just like, okay, I'll get in the suitcase. Why not? Afternoon's like, come on, get in. Let's go. Come on, come <laughs> down here. And he gets in and he just kind of, like, takes it all in stride. Like, and he's the, like, comic relief of the movie. Yeah. But he doesn't ever get, like, annoying about it. You know, like, he had me dying at some parts. Like, whenever he takes a sip of Giggle Water, he's like, <laughs> actually, yeah. I haven't been doing that, by the way. And, um,
0: you're failing.
1: But then he never, like, feels like a sidekick. Like, he always is right there and fits in with it. Mm-hmm. So I just really appreciate that about him. Definitely. And I, I'm so excited. That I'm pretty sure he's in the next one.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. He's been in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm also, we should talk about Queenie. So we talked about Tina, and Queenie is her little sister. Um, when you first meet Queenie, she's, like, in her lingerie, basically. She's like, and hmm. like, doing you brought men home, Teeny. Yeah. Everyone like she's having magic <laughs> do all the shit for her around the house. Like basically what I would be doing if I was magical. Um like I'm not taking care of that. <laughs> magic can do it. But she also can read people's minds. Um it's called legend legitimacy. Yeah. Um so when you first meet her, I personally was like, oh gosh, she's gonna be really annoying. Like she's gonna be like The typical 1920s, like housewife ish, which is fine. But like, I was like, oh, she's just gonna be annoying and like really kind of stand out in the series. But then, like, when you get to know her, you're like, she's the most badass individual. Like, she's a queen. She literally is is a queen. Like, and she honestly might be in my top 10 of a whole ranking of Harry Potter women if we were including the Fantastic Beast. Characters. Yeah,
1: we should go back. I mean, I'm sure we can have our own top 10 for a Fantastic Beast series, like once the series ends. Yeah. But she, she right now, she's at my top just because, like, Tina, mm, she kind of disappoints. Queenie does not disappoint at all. Like, she can no. be. Smart, she's funny, She she's in love with a muggle.
0: Yeah, in America, you're not supposed to interact with no madges at all. You're not supposed to talk to them, you're not supposed to be friends with them. And she falls in love with Jacob, who, like, if you don't know what they look like, you wouldn't pair them together. No, but, like, she's way out of his league. Yes, very much so. But... She doesn't care, and she's just so fascinated by him. She's, she's like, I like, love you, and you bake, and that's amazing. I never met a
1: nomadge before. Her all nomadges like you. I never talked to a nomad before. <laughs>
0: and he's all like, no, is like you. no, none of them are like me. <laughs> but, yeah, oh. I just, I love Queenie. She is a queen through and through. Yes. But then yes, also, I, do too. I don't know. Like, I like her and Tina's relationship though because I like that they're such opposites and they're Mm -hmm. such sisters and we really haven't seen like sisters interact because really the only siblings we see are the Weasleys right and they're like all brothers except for Ginny so I I think that was cool of JK Rowling to like show that interaction a little bit um definitely a lot of female empowerment going on there
1: yeah but you can definitely tell like there's like a rivalry too between like a friendly rivalry between Queenie and Tina. And Tina's just like, um, you want to put some clothes on Queenie? Like, come on. And then, uh, I think my favorite part though, my favorite Queenie scene, like, obviously like she saves the day, um, to save, uh, Tina and Newt when they were about to get killed. She like found out it was happening and got the wands and everything. But, um, when she was taking the case and she was leaving Mm -hmm. the, uh, magical congress of the usa or whatever yeah and the guy stops her who clearly like has a crush on her but he's just like where are you going and she's like oh <clears throat> i'm sick and he's like well, what you got there and she's like oh it's the ladies things yeah you want to look i died <laughs> like, i
0: was like because in that classic. time frame like women totally could oh you can still honestly say that but like no i totally feel like if i were like yeah i've got tampons
1: things. in my purse so i would gonna be like oh definitely not.
0: like i even like <laughs> When I first started dating Karn, he's like, I'm not going in your purse. And I'm like, really? Get over yourself. You grew up with a sister. Like, I just think that the relationship between men and women, especially, like, pointing out in that time frame, like, how women weren't expected to go to work. But, like, the president of the magical Congress is a woman. And I think that this series, like, in the first series, yes, it was very much female empowerment was an underlying thing. But in this series, it's like... There are some badass individuals, like... Yeah, it's at the forefront. Definitely. And I think that, honestly, and we'll talk about this next week because we're covering the American wizarding world, but, like, the fact that the president was a woman, like, I was like, all right, well, I love this movie, so can really get there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'm done. I don't even have to finish yeah. watching.
0: Yeah, I was like, that's so bad. And she is a black woman. And I was like, all right, this is awesome. Like, can I move mm-hmm. it? Can I live here? Can I be a witch here? Like,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That was really cool. And then also, I'm excited for the next movie to see um, Letta Lestrange's character and Nagini's character, and kind of
0: see like where they fall on yes. the scale of. And it's um, Lenny Kravitz's this, daughter, so
1: so she's definitely going to be a badass. Yeah. Whether she's good or bad, she's going to be a badass.
0: I also think we should talk about. Um, I know we both killed him, and Shagmere killed. But Credence's character—that whole underlying like witch hunt. Um, so mm-hmm. if you don't know, like Credence is basically taken in by this woman who has very extremist views and has like she knows that magical people exist. My theory is that she's a nomad and is related to a witch or a wizard, and is jealous, kind of like Petunia. Yeah, she's um, like the Petunia. Yeah, but she basically like has rallies and takes in these kids because, like, orphans were a huge thing in the 20s, right? So she takes mm-hmm. in these kids and, like, basically has these protests on the street about, like, witches are among us. And Credence is one of the kids that she takes in. Um, and in this series, there is a huge thing about, like, adolescents who can't express their magic, bottle it in, and basically turn into these monsters. Um hmm
1: it's called an Obscurus.
0: Yes, and so that's what Credence is, and he's played by um, Ezra from Persia and the Wallflower. I can't remember his last name, um, but he, <laughs> he's played by well, he is. He's played by him um, who does. He does such a great job. I mean, yeah, honestly, a with good this actor. character, he really is. And you know, you just can't help but feel so bad for this character, and also like. The fact that this is a phenomenon in general... Like, this is not talked about in Harry Potter, right? It's like, kids, you're magic. Like, that's great. But, like, here, it's like he was, like, suppressing this so long. And then, you know, Grunewald disguised as Graves, was trying to exploit him. And it was just... But, of course, Newt is the one who was like, you're okay, Credence. Like, take it down, because that's just how Newt is. But I just think that this character... Is so important and I'm so excited because I thought he died right until I watched the new trailer yeah. um because he like basically blows up at the end um mm-hmm. so I thought I he so died surprised. yeah so he's in the new trailer and he's apparently friends with Nagi- the Nagini character that's going to be in it um so I'm just really excited to see where his character goes from here like is he gonna learn how to harness his magic or is he just gonna be like this huge monster I'm just mm-hmm. like very intrigued by credence i think honestly like besides queenie just because he's such an interesting character he's like one of my favorites just like rewatching.
1: really yeah i don't think he's one of my favorites but i am like i do feel sympathy for him i don't really like like i feel bad for him but i also just yeah he he just creeps me out i don't know why
0: he's very Um, creepy
1: yeah I, i think it's just like a product of like he has a really shitty life And, like, you should be nice to him, and you should obviously, like, show them love. But he never got that, and he grew up not having that. So it's just, like, unpredictable how he's going to behave, you know?
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: So I'm interested to know, like, how, like, what were the steps that he went through after he supposedly blew up and died to, like, now being in this, like, freak show circus with Nagini. So I'm really hoping that we get some sort of, like, story from there.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely excited to see his character development. Plus, he has a new haircut, so, like, that's good.
1: (laughs) So, maybe he'll be slightly less creepy this time. That's probably what was killing it for me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I also noticed something the second time watching this, because, like I said, I was, like, really watching for the details. Um, Mm -hmm. So... In the original Harry Potter series, right, like, even in the Death Eater battles, you hear, like, Expelliarmus and all these spells being cast, but for the most part, American spells are completely silent. Did you notice that? Like, they just kind of, like, wave their wands, and so I I looked it up, because I was just really curious.
1: I mean, I think I remember, like, Tina saying Accio or something once. There
0: was, like, a few... Exceptions, but for the most part, like it was pretty quiet on the spell side. Only really Newt was saying spells. Hmm. So I did research on it. And here's a theory American spells are silent. One of the only people to use verbal spells in the whole movie was Newt, the British guy. American spells are silent because their country was colonized by Puritans. America, from the time of its colonization, persecuted witches. They taught silent spells so they didn't draw attention to wizard kind. So I think, like, in Britain, like, in the original series, there definitely was, like, a thing about muggles and pure blood and all that stuff, Mm -hmm. definitely. But I think the American society, considering, like, they don't even interact with (laughs) no badges, like, wizards in Britain still interacted with muggles. Like, some of them didn't like to, but they just did, and that was the reality of it. But, like, here, like, it would make sense especially since like at the beginning of our country there were the witch trials and if you're thinking that yeah. far back like definitely witches went into hiding so
1: yeah i yeah. mean i really like that theory like i i think that that like has logic behind it and reasoning but the only thing is like i feel like every spell could be silent yeah because like you do see that in the harry potter movies like, there are times where they just wave their wand and sparks fly.
0: Like, I feel like it's more rare, for sure. Like, you still hear Harry, like, screaming Expelliarmus, like, <laughs> literally every time he casts yeah. a spell.
1: But but I do think that, like, he could not say Expelliarmus, and it could be the same spell. Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't know. It was, just, it was just interesting to me, especially after watching it, and that was, like, one of the things I was, like, I wonder if anyone else, like, caught on to this or, like, saw this as, like, oh, that's really weird. And clearly someone else did. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it'll be, you know, worth exploring. I think definitely with the history, like I said, of this country, it it wouldn't shock me as much because I feel like in Britain, like, that probably didn't happen as often, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, maybe let's do some more research throughout this week. Yeah, for sure. Talk about it some more next week. Because, I mean, I feel like most of next week we're going to be focusing on, like, Ilvermorny and, like the Majuska or whatever, Magical Congress USA, and some of those characters. But, um, yeah. yeah, I think that the history of our country probably had a lot to do with just the founding of Ilvermorny and all of its principles and yeah. pretty much everything. Um, and I like the
0: yeah. um, the rivalry between Hogwarts and Ilvermorny. Yes, I know I you just were just about say to say that. I know. I'm just <laughs> so sorry. Like, I knew that's what you're leaning up <laughs> to. And I was like, oh, I have to say this. So, like, there's a the part where <laughs> Queenie and Newt... Um, She's like, Ivermorney's the best wizarding school. And Newt's like, um, I think Hogwarts is the most. Um, I know. That's what I was thinking. I was so cute. So, um, I think Hogwarts is the best school. And she says, hogwash. <laughs> 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 I love it. Because, like, this is the first time, you know, like, for a long time, you just thought Hogwarts was it. Besides, like, Durmstrang mm-hmm. and Bobatons.
1: I know. That's what I was going to Like, that was my next point. I was yeah. like, God damn. Why was why wasn't. Ilvermorny in the Triwizard Tournament then. I guess maybe they're just too far away to
0: compete. But well, I think geez. those are the European schools.
1: Oh Yeah, and I think there's more than just those three. I think those are like still, the main
0: ones. You can have a Triwizard Tournament with other continents. I don't know. I definitely liked that. I thought it was funny because I was like, I wonder if they're ever going to point out Ilvermorny. And then they did. So yeah, it was just really funny. It was
1: cute. Yeah. I also love how Newt was always wearing like a Hufflepuff oh, he still wears
0: somehow. his scarf.
1: I know. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see him wearing it, I was like, oh,
0: it's so cute. Yeah. So I have a question for you. Oh, If God. you could own, oh, it's fine. It's not bad. If you could own or like take care of any of his magical creatures, which one would it be?
1: Hmm. Gosh, I don't know, like, first I want to say a Niffler, because I think it's cute, but honestly, like, I don't have time to keep up with it, like, <laughs> always trying to steal shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and probably not a truckle because, like, as much as I like watching it in the movie, I don't really like insects, like, they freak me out, and I probably wouldn't want to touch it. Um, so I'd say probably the Demi guys... Because it kind of looks like a sloth monkey. <laughs> yeah. And I just think it's really cute. I mean, the fact that it can um, become invisible can be potentially problematic. But, don't you know, it's really cute. But you know what? That might My answer might change because I have a feeling we're going to be, like, introduced to a lot of new creatures next time. For sure. What about you? Uh,
0: well, I think, of course, like, like you said, my first... Answer it would be a Niffler, but like I already have August, and like I'm not trying to have another like mischievous animal in my life because <laughs> yeah. she is a hot mess. um hmm. I think that animal at the end who reminds me of Buckbeak the Thunderbird, yeah, mm hmm, yeah, definitely a Thunderbird because I feel like they're so loyal. Plus, like, I loved Buckbeak,
1: and that's what I was that was like my follow up was like, honestly, like, I liked the Thunderbird. But if I was gonna have a magical creature in general, not just from Fantastic Beasts, it would be um, a hippogriff. Yeah, same. Because they're just really cool. Oh
0: uh, well, so I watched, um, I watched Prisoner of Azkaban right before I watched Fantastic Beasts this weekend, mm-hmm. and so like that whole thing of Newt um, petting the Thunderbird, I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> they're just mimicking Harry and. Buckbeak, and it was Mm -hmm. that was nice. I really like the subtle inserts like that. That really only like fans like you and I who have watched these movies thousands of times would really pick up on. So I liked that, right?
1: Yeah, I agree. But I mean, like, all of the creatures were really interesting for sure. So I'm really excited to see the new ones.
0: Also, this is a confirmed theory, but I like it. So we're going to talk about it. Um, (laughs) That Newt is the one who gave Hagrid Aragog. Oh. Yeah. So in chamber, um, Hagrid's like, (gasps) he came to me in the pocket of a traveler. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's Newt. Because I watched, I basically had a Harry Potter weekend while I wrote my thesis. So,
1: I mean, they're playing it on uh, like all the networks right now to prep for the release. So, I'm super happy about that. They
0: like definitely, I mean, even then, J.K. Rowling was like, oh, I have this guy. I already have this character. So, I think it's confirmed by her, but like,
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, definitely. That, that makes but I think much it's sense. such,
0: like, a good thing that she it just shows the depth of this world and there's, like, so much we don't know.
1: Well, she's just such a genius. But she's just, like, a great storyteller. Like, she can think of these things that no one else thinks of and has all these, like, minutiae details that somehow connect later on that you're just like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Yeah. So it might seem, like, really small to a lot of people, but I love those little tie-ins.
0: I mean, it definitely, like for me just with those tie-ins it just goes full circle and like just gets me like I like I told you and I've mentioned on the podcast like after the first time I watched this I was like why did I wait Mm -hmm. and like yeah seeing Hogwarts in the new trailer I got chills like I was like I'm so excited we're going home
1: yeah I'm super like this may be our only chance to talk about this but I'm really excited to see how Jude Law does as Dumbledore because
0: I have mixed feelings about it. And let's go ahead and just uh, talk about your mixed feelings because definitely when the casting came out, Sam and I, of course, had conversations about it. Um, (laughs) And you need to present (laughs) this because I feel like I disagree, but I want to hear. I want you to say it again.
1: Um, it's not that I don't. It's not that I don't like him. I just think that like you have super big shoes to fill. When you're playing Dumbledore, and for some reason, just the casting of Jude Law rubs me the wrong way because it just feels too like Hollywoodish to me.
0: Well, I mean, I guess the only response I would have to that is Johnny Depp,
1: <laughs> right? I mean this this whole franchise is like just starting off strong on the Hollywood, well, and
0: like but- British Hollywood was all of the Harry Potter movies. So like Alan Rickman, Maggie Smith, like they were all huge, you know?
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. But I guess what bothers me more is, like, his physical appearance in the trailers, at least. hmm Because at that point in time, I would be expecting Dumbledore to be, like, having his hair being grown out and, like, his, like, really thick beard. Like, he just doesn't look anything like what you would think Dumbledore would be like. Yeah. And he's balding. Like, thought, has, like, a widow's peak. Mm-hmm. And Dumbledore does not. He has a full, long, like, set of hair. Yeah. So that's just, it's just, like, minor details that... It's it's just not clicking with me yet, but I did see like some mannerisms as I like rewatched the trailer. I'm like, okay, he's got a little twinkle in his eye. That's very Dumbledore-ish. but I think it's just gonna it's just gonna boil down to his overall performance for me if he sells it or not. Because I love Dumbledore. Dumbledore is probably one of my favorite characters. So yeah. he, it's just like really big shoes to fill in my eye, in my eyes.
0: I mean, I agree. So this weekend I watched the beginning, right? So I saw. Um like the old Dumbledore, the original one, and mm-hmm. you know how I feel. I absolutely love Richard Harris, and I, I agree that like he definitely couldn't have done the stuff that they do on Half Blood Prince, just because it's more like intense for Dumbledore. But I did research, and Michael Gambon, who plays the second Dumbledore, didn't even read the books. Really? Yeah, because he was like, all I need to know about this character is from the script, and honestly, I loved him. <laughs> And I still love him, don't get me wrong. But, like, that's so disrespectful.
1: I agree. I wish I didn't know that, honestly, because I love the second Dumbledore. I like him way better than the first. But it
0: makes so much sense, though. It makes so much sense because he's a lot more gruff as Dumbledore than Dumbledore is in the movies. Like, Dumbledore is more flamboyant in the books, right? Yeah.
1: He's more, like, not... Not, like, chipper, but just, like, sort of, um, like, mysterious, but also playful at the same time. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I think that they tried to, or Michael Gammon at least, just tried to make Dumbledore come off as more of a badass. But the, like, really important thing that I think that made Dumbledore a badass was the fact that he didn't act like it. Yeah. Like, he didn't act like he could just, like, kill you really quickly. He was just... Mm -hmm. Trying to educate and help the children of the magical world. Exactly. He didn't have to show you that he was a badass because, like, everybody already fucking knew it. Yeah. But... For sure. Anyways, yeah, so I'm just, I'm interested, really interested to see how that character plays out. I'm also really excited to finally meet Newt's brother, who was, like, a magical hero or something.
0: Who's apparently a douchebag, but... There's a huge sibling rivalry about to go down... Mm -hmm. I'm most excited about Nagini. I won't lie. I'm also excited to see Johnny Depp, but like I'm very interested in how his performance is gonna be to have j k. Rowling stand up for him after like all the accusations that were made against him mm-hmm. um. Just because I feel like, because that was, like, such a huge thing for our fandom. Like, a lot of people got really mad at J.K. Rowling, which I feel like never really happens. Like, right. when Dumbledore was revealed as gay, like, the true fans were like, yeah, okay, who cares? But, like, mm-hmm. I, like the people who got mad weren't, like, true fans. But, like, I can understand why, like, fans who have seen her stand up for Women And, like, the little guy or whatever could get mad about that. Like, I understand. And I'm, like, a huge Johnny Depp fan. Like, he was, like, my one of my childhood actors that I remember watching, right?
1: Right. But, like, as far as how the accusations are going to affect his performance, like, I don't think Johnny Depp lets anything affect his performance. Like... He, he may be a shitty human, I don't know, but yeah. he is a solid A-plus actor, and I think his performance is going to be great.
0: I'm just more interested in, like, the fandom's reaction to it. Like, is it going to bring him back over? or Like, are they going to be less angry? Like, I'm honestly, like, what he did, if he did it, was wrong. But, right. like, he is such a great actor and he's going to be such a great Grindelwald. Like he literally was Grindelwald for five seconds in this movie. And I was like, he's perfect. He was already good.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like if anything, it just like adds to his character. For like, sure. There's already people already hate him. So it's just going to make him more hateable as a villain.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree completely. I just thought we should bring it up because I know that would be a question we would be asked.
1: Um, yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's exciting. And then next week we're gonna dive into the magical world of the USA. Which yes,
0: because should be really interesting. We that will be our Thanksgiving episode. Um. Mm -hmm. And since that's an American holiday, and we wanted to like buffer between Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them and The Crimes of Grindelwald. Um. We really wanted something to bridge the gap between those episodes, so we thought, "What better way?" What's than, a better way? Yeah, all about him, and Karn will be here. So yay, that will be exciting. We will, of course, as always, have a poll question, and don't forget to submit for the contest. We will be teasing the merch, and it's awesome, and we want to keep it. Mm-hmm. So, but we won't. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so that'll be good. Um, but, guys, just keep following us on social at HP Half Drunk. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You can like us and follow us on Facebook at Harry Potter and the Half Drunk Podcast. You can follow and subscribe and like us. Give us a review or a rating on iTunes or the podcast app.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. We hope you have a great week. Yep.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: Mischief managed.